Welcome to Second Cherry, almost a Eurovision podcast. This week we travel to Portugal. Hello and welcome to Second Cherry. I'm Monty. And I'm Matt. And this is the podcast that revives the songs that didn't make it to the Eurovision Song Contest. Each week, we take you through a different country's national final and pick the cherry that we think deserves a second chance, a second bite of the cherry. At the end of the series, you, the listeners, vote for your favourites. And at our live event, we crown the winner of the second cherry song contest. <laughs> Hello, Matt. Hello, Monty. How are you? I'm I'm good. I'm good, actually. Uh, a bit of a special episode today, but we'll we'll come on to that in a minute. Oh, but yes. tell us more. Well, first of all, should we should we um let's say hello first of all to our spe- special guest. Oh, 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 oh hello. who's sitting right next to you, Monty? <laughs> hello, or should I say, la? Oh, boa noite. Bem-vindo. Olá, bem-vindo ao quinquagésimo episódio de Segunda Cherry. Segunda Cereja. Oh, there you go. There I think you I've go. given given the game away I, there for our Portuguese <laughs> listeners. But yeah, I'm delighted to be here. How are you, boys? Very good, thank you. It's Jody, by the way. Yeah, oh, yeah, sorry, <laughs> Jody from the Second Cherry team, who we've had on the podcast. Is it your third appearance? I think it might be. Yes, Ooh. I think so. Yeah, third appearance. And obviously co-presented a couple of years back yes. um, in the Vauxhall Tavern, which was yes. uh, a delight. So yeah, nice to be back. So um, the, uh, is this, this is a special episode because it is our 50th episode woo. of the podcast. Yeah. Can you believe it? So that means you've been on 6% of the podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> I feel so special. <laughs> so you should. Oh, lovely to um, for me to be back. And um, thank you so much for all the episodes you've given us so far. The bonus episodes were good. Albania kicked us off last week. And yeah, we're well into Second Cherry Season 2021. Indeed. And it's lovely for you to be here with us. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, yeah, as, as Jodie said, it is the Portuguese week where we are going to be looking at the Festival de Cancel. But before we get into that, mm-hmm. Monty, uh, our sack is full oh. of something. <laughs> you better empty it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, so we did do call out for you guys to message in and give us some comments, give us some critique, hopefully not too harsh. But you did. So um, I'm, well, I'm just going to get straight to it. Mm-hmm. This is a, a message entitled, A Missive for Your Sack. Oh. oh, oh, there you go. Evening, boys. Hope this email finds you very well indeed. I've very recently discovered your lovely podcast. In fact, I binged every episode in just under a week. Gosh. I, I believe that because I saw the stats. Somebody was caning our, more than one person actually in caning our back episodes oh my so, goodness wow. my math is not that good but 50 episodes well 49 that's episodes in a week that's yeah. that's a lot of late nights it is I mean I did that with Line of Duty but you yeah. know to do it with Second Cherry that's impressive in under a week there you go so and um, and I thought would uh, I would bow to your suggestion of correspondence and send some praise in your direction. Hurrah! That's a that's, that's a great start. I like this already. I absolutely love the banter and chemistry between you two, and I know there's a lot of gay creators in the Eurosphere. Myself, the more recent additions. Oh, that's interesting. We'll get into that. We'll ask you about that. But I love how unabashedly gay you both are. Oh, unabashedly gay. 
How very dare you. <laughs> I'm getting that on a t-shirt. Just because I like a Eurovision sing song doesn't mean I lick my stamp on the other side. <laughs> I'm abashed. <laughs> okay, so as someone whose type also bears left, mm. we do like a bear on this podcast. We do. It is amazing to hear your voices talk so fondly of a beard or bare, or oft underappreciated facet of the male form, at least in mass media. Yeah, that's true. Mm. That is true. We, we do appreciate the bare form. We like beards and bellies. Uh, I wish you all the best on this third series of the Secondary Podcast, and I hope to laugh along with your sense of humour through the off-season. I'm very interested to see if there's any controversial picks this season. I personally don't want to see the team do another axle rod but if it happens i'm sure your community will pipe up (laughs) well how funny you should send this message uh just while we're sitting here with basically the person who is 100 percent responsible for that i I was just thinking is that actually um, (laughs) set up because yes i did vote for um david axelrod was i can't remember his first name now horizon from ukraine um last year was that yes yes last year and it came and it came it came um, last year it came I want to say second last, but it came last, last. didn't it? <laughs> okay. It didn't have nil point, though. And it was chosen fairly and squarely. <laughs> so all I have to say is let the drinks flow forth. Much love. Mo Comfort. Oh, oh so Mo. Thank you, Mo. That Thanks. is nice. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, I was catching up on your Albania episode, our Albania episode, um, when I was in the garden the other day, yesterday actually, watering my tomato plants. It's just quite funny to think where people are listening to you from. And you are quite soothing um, and funny, obviously, but it's just <laughs> lovely to think that there's people all over the um, continent, the world, dare we say, that are just, you know, pottering around their daily business and they're listening to your thoughts and our Drunk, little choice drunkens <laughs> drunken get together but thank you Mo that means quite a lot to us especially because you were glowing in your report <laughs> yes unabashedly gay that is fabulous So tonight we are talking about the Portuguese national final. Portugal debuted in the Eurovision Song Contest in 1964 with Antonio Calvario singing Orasal, a prayer. They came last, 13th with Nulqua on their debut, but plucky little Portugal, they've stuck at it 51 times since then. Um, we've missed them five times. They've been in every year except for five. So they missed 1970 when they boycotted after the four-way win in 1969. Yeah, I think I would as well. Along with a few other countries. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay, yes. interesting. In 2000, they were relegated because it was the system that looked at your average scores from the preceding year. So they had a poor average, so they didn't scrape through. In 2002, they were eligible, but they declined to participate. In 2013, they withdrew for financial reasons. And then in 2016, they withdrew to facilitate a content renewal for the national final. You can't really argue with that because that was the year they took out and they came back the following year and they bloody won. Absolutely. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe taking a year out to facilitate your content renewal is something that some other countries close to home <laughs> might need to have a think about. Maybe not the year out, but certainly having a think about mm. doing things differently. Mm. 
So their record, they won, of course, in 2017 with Salvador Sobral. Was Salvador the most unwell performer to ever perform on the Eurovision stage? Because he was in need of a heart transplant when he took to the stage. He was very, very ill. I don't know if anybody else has been so poorly um, as him on the stage. Their previous best before that was reaching sixth place in 1996 with Lucia Moniz, who you may know from Four Weddings and a Funeral. No, no, from, from Love Actually. From Love Actually. Yes. That's your first test, Pat? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she was the Portuguese um, love interest of Colin Firth in that film, I think. And yeah. he went to ask her hand in marriage in the village in France, actually, I think it was, where the, the they had a Portuguese restaurant. And Colin Firth actually spoke pretty good Portuguese Portuguese with a Portuguese mm, accent, well, unlike me with my Brazilian Portuguese, but we'll come on to that a little bit later <laughs> on. But yeah, it was, yeah, Lucy, Lucy Moniz was their best result, wasn't it? Mid-90s, nice. 96, 96, sixth place. Yeah. Um, Mercurosau, now Tempo. Yeah. You remember the plot of that film better than I do, because I couldn't even remember what film it was. <laughs> So well done. <laughs> um, since the semis have been uh, in place, they have had six qualifications and nine non-qualifications. So unfortunately, Portugal tend to do worse than better. Yeah, and one of their worst non-qualifications was, I think, by a single point back in Copenhagen, if I'm not mistaken, Susie. Gera, I think oh, I said yes. it is. Do you remember? Um, I forget the name Kira of the song. Ah, Kira oh. oh my goodness, yeah. That would have been such a nice addition to the final, wouldn't it? And Susie's become such the um, favourite with the fans and she does every Eurovision event going, she you know. She's a bit like Nicky French that way. <laughs> <laughs> she's the Portuguese Nicky French. We love them both, though. We, we do. 100%. We do. And I remember on a Lisbon trip, I was in Lisbon when she won that night and I went to that bar called Salto Alto in the Bajo oh, Alto. Yes. And she was there, yeah, the high heel bar in Bajo Alto. And she was having her celebration party. And I got the first photograph with her. And I said, you know, parabéns, Susie, blah, blah, blah. And she was like, oh, my God, you flew here just for my winning party. I said, no, I'm here for work. But I was there and I got the first pap. So, yeah, that was great. Oh, fantastic. I love Portugal and Eurovision. I know some people don't really take to them because they're so true to the Portuguese soul. In fact, the Portuguese soul crops up lyrically in so many of the songs. But I absolutely love them. But I have to say, the very first time I went to Portugal, I'd been there for about 24 hours and there was a feel of the place that just set it so far apart from the rest of mainland Europe that I understood instantly why they never did very well in the Eurovision Song Contest. <laughs> yeah, I know. I remember you saying that. I don't know if we actually were there together or you'd been with friends previously, but you said Portugal is outward looking. It's southwest facing, Atlantic country, not Mediterranean. It's just so different. And they've always been like that. And they still are. And but we love them for it. Wonderful. Absolutely, absolutely wonderful. Yeah, Portugal's yeah. given me some of my best memories in Eurovision from going back to 1982 with uh, DOS. Bainbong, which is a fan favourite. That was actually in Harrogate, which is very close to my hometown. And I actually walked down the aisle to a Portuguese song, Rita Guerra, in 2003 with Deixa Me which is a great song for our maybe younger listeners um, if you want to catch up on some of the best Portuguese songs. And one of my all-time favourite Eurovision songs was from Mill Street 93, Annabella um, Cidade Atiserdia, I think it was called, with the brackets. Wonderful songs, absolutely wonderful songs, and unashamedly Portuguese and melodic and traditional. And yeah, Parabéns Portugal, I love you. My favourite is 
Simone de Oliveira, oh, this from yes. the Arca Portuguesa from 1969. Just amazing. And we were lucky enough to see her in Lisbon perform. And we got to go backstage. We and did. Meet her. We did in the Praça de Comercio. Yeah. Yes. And yes. then we stayed in her dressing room when she got home and wolfed her crisps. We ate her nibbly bits. And, yeah, and she was so, <laughs> so charming. And I just love the story of Simone de Oliveira that she goes to the same Tashka, the same little corner restaurant bar, whatever you call it in, in Lisbon almost every day and is just the same person and just a lovely, lovely lady. While we're talking about old songs, I just want to mention as well, just this week, the Portuguese national football team, because of course the Euros are on, have used the 1984 entry, Silencio Gente" in a campaign. They've got a little bit of Maria Guino singing it and then they've got the team singing it over that. So just a little tie-in for what I think one of the best Portuguese songs to ever grace a Eurovision oh, stage. I didn't the late, know. Oh, lovely Maria Guino. Oh, I didn't know that. Great, yeah. But on to this year. Matt, tell us about the Festival de Cansal this year. Well, yes, the, the Festival de Cansal was the 55th edition. It's a long-standing national final. So there are two semi-finals and a final, and this year it was on the 20th, 27th of Feb and 6th of March. So the first semi-final on the 20th of Feb was hosted by George, Gabriel and Sonia Araujo. And the second semi-finals a week later on the 27th, hosted by Tanya Ribas de Oliveira and Jose Carlos Malato. Uh, the final took place on the 6th of March. That was hosted by Philomena Cautela, who we know from Lisbon, 2018. One of the fan favourites as the host. She's got bags of personality. Um, and also Vasco uh, Palmarim. That final took place in the RTP studios in Lisbon. There were 10 songs um, in each semi-final, five qualifying. So in the final, there were 10 songs. And the... Winner was chosen 50-50, jury and televote. So winning that national final, as we know now, was the Black Mamba, Love is on My Side. It was the first Portuguese entry, entry to be performed entirely in English. interesting point to make there because it qualified fourth from its semi with 239 points that's pretty special and then came 12th in the grand final with 153 points that's I think being in English kind of helped that as we've just said about how they so typically Mm. Portuguese maybe that English helped them I don't like the fact that that might be the case no, yeah. I mean, I, I was upset when it was chosen um, because it wasn't in Portuguese and it wasn't Portuguese sounding. And I didn't really like it. I found his, his voice a little bit um, arresting, maybe not arresting, annoying. Um, but you can't you can't argue with the results. It qualified strongly and it came 12th. That's their best result since the, in the mid 90s, except for Salvador, obviously, who won. Mm. So, you know, fair play to them. Does this mean Portugal are going to start sending more English songs? We don't know. I hope not. But you know, you can't argue with that result. So Monty, 
uh, we've just got uh, Jody's answer. Mm-hmm. What do you think about Black Mama? Do you think the right choice was made for Eurovision? Well, it is difficult to argue with that good a result, but I do think it was the wrong choice. I don't like the fact that it was in English. I mean, fair play, it's their song. They can take the, the advantage of singing in English, and I understand why they might want to do that. But no, for me, I would have preferred a song that had the Portuguese flavour. But I think the songs that had the Portuguese flavour would probably not have performed as well as that did. It was quite a surprise when it got to the Eurovision stage at how well performed it was. But also great staging. So whatever Portuguese entry would have gone would have had a similar potential for incredible staging. But let's let's come on to that then. So let's have a look at the songs that didn't make it to Eurovision. So the first song we're going to discuss is by Valeria, Na Mais Profunda Saudade, In the Deepest Longing. think of this Jody well I mean that is just Barro Alto Fado um, that's what you expect if you go to a Fado restaurant in the old town in Lisbon you're going to get some drama you're going to get some pouting you're going to get some hand movements you're going to get a dress like that and you're going to feel depressed <laughs> but it's wonderful I absolutely adored it I loved the melody I loved the way she looked at the camera uh, the camera moved around her it was just it was, it was wonderful it's very Fado very far, though. Always going to be in a national final from Portugal. It had such a lot of national flavour, didn't it? I did love it for that. It's very, very dark. I looked at the lyrics and they talk about being in constant anxiety and torment. Trago na alma esta canto, esta silencio quebranto, numa constante ansiedade. And bring this soul in my soul, this silence, it's heartbreaking, in a continuous anxiety. It's quite dark. She's talking about being trapped in the the cabos de mi tormento, the 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 ropes, uh, the ropes of my storm, of my torment. Yeah, it's very I mean, moody. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I love about Fadi, though. It's just it's a, that's what's based on is lament. It's like you don't get you don't get happy songs. Mm. You don't want happy songs. You want the drama sung mm. to perfection. She nails this. I actually quite like the yellow dress. I saw a lot of people hating on that, but I think she looked stunning. It's enormous. It's an enormous yeah. yellow frock. It's it's very operatic. Like yes. it's, it's you know it's it's. I'm so here for that. I I really really love this song. Yeah, me too. Good one to kick us off. The next song we're going to discuss is by Joanna Allegra, and it's called Joanna do Mar, Joanna of the Sea. Joana do Mar 
Mm, well, I don't know about you, Jodie, but I get a touch of the... I'm, gonna, I'm looking at you, not Monty. I get a touch of the Kate Bushes about this. <laughs> I know why you would say that. It's very yeah, Wuthering Heights. It right? is. It's very um, interpretive dance, very artistic. Yeah, I, li- I really like this. Um, I like the fact that she's taken the all aboard hoardings from Lisbon a few years ago, the turquoise colour, and made it into a dress. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I like I like the artistry in it. I like her voice. Um she reminds me of somebody, and I can't pin it down. There's a Brazilian singer called Maria Hita. Um, you can look her up. She's got a voice very like that, but there's an English uh, an English singer or an American singer. I can't quite pin it down. Maybe somebody out there can... I want to say Tori Amos, but I don't think it is. The voice is, is reminiscent of that. And I really, really like this. And I guess she answers the question of, you know, the Senora do Mar, and now we know her name. It's Joana do Mar. <laughs> <laughs> Vanya Fernandez. Ask no more. <laughs> I like this. It's um, she's got another enormous frock on in green pastel. In fact, if you could have her and Valeria as a couple of contrasting uh, toilet roll covers, you know, they've got those those big frocks that used to get the dolls in the seventies yeah. sitting astride a toilet roll. <laughs> They're enormous. It's um, I mean, I, yeah, I see what you mean about the Capebushes. I'm a massive Capebush fan, as as you know, and uh, regular listeners may have picked <laughs> up from time to time, um, and. Yeah, it's difficult for me to to see Kate Bush in many other artists, but I think there is an essence of uh, of that happening here. Um, she's got a dancer doing a contemporary ballet, um, and she's talking in the lyrics of being um, Ser Mujer Peixe. She's a, a fish woman, so I don't know if that's kind of like a, meant to be a mermaid, because actually the dancer does a few sort of mm. fishy looking <laughs> movements. <laughs> 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 I have to say the rest of the lyrics I, I saw a translation of them they made absolutely no sense to me even translated but who cares it's nice it's a nice gentle lovely yeah I agree pop song yeah yeah it's light it's um it's arty it's um I think would you say ethereal even yes I yeah, think so yeah, yeah yeah I thoroughly enjoyed it I enjoyed the whole selection this year in, in the final anyway of the Festival de Cancel well let's just mention that because I think for me this Festival de Cancel, it has a kind of new boldness, I think. Since they won, they're doing something which is not just the traditional Portuguese ballads that they've put in. They're doing things that are very traditional, but still have a bit of a contemporary twist. I think yeah. they're getting young artists in, uh, and it's very much a focus on the songwriters, which I think is a really strong um, a positive for the festival that can sell because Eurovision can be a little bit about kind of yeah you know what's the mm. best visual you can produce and you know who's the most bombastic yeah. on stage and this just strips it all back and this Com- is about songcraft completely RTP have, have played a blinder over the last few years it really is about the songwriters and actually I think the songwriters are announced before the artists actually yes, they are. in the yeah. in the in the the run up to it which is very important get your fresh songwriters to write new music find the artist and put it out there and yeah I mean we've been trying to research some of these artists and there's not much out there because they are so fresh so that's you know and it really is a collated uh, festival of sound they, they really do try and reach out and get the best and most diverse type of music yeah and I understand why that might not resonate so well with you know a more um, an audience which is more used to listening to your schlager genre in Eurovision and who like that kind of thing. I think there's a lot of people who are fans who just don't really get this. But I think, you know, 
you, Jamie, I mean, you have such a Lusitanian soul. Uh, and I love Portugal and the sort of the Portuguese culture as well. I, I just think there is a, you know, there's something absolutely lovely about this, but I do understand there is, there is. And I think it's about, you know, they are a small country, 10 million people. They've got lots of influences, a little bit from Brazil, but they are very strongly Portuguese. And their music industry is probably like a medium market. Um, and they just go out for what they know does well in Portugal. And that doesn't translate across the continent. Very often they have more misses than hits. But And, and we're also quite unforgiving to Portugal, probably unfairly. We always expect something really Portuguese where we, we maybe wouldn't do the same thing with another country, for example, Sweden or the UK, we want to send something Eurovisiony, that awful expression we, we tend to overuse. And when Portugal sends something non-Portuguese, we balk. And you know, maybe we you know, maybe we shouldn't. Maybe they want to do something different. Speaking of songs that aren't particularly Portuguese, our next track is by Neve and it's called Dancing in the Stars. I'm going to kick this one off and just be quite <laughs> and just be quite simple with my comment. It just doesn't do very much for me. It's quite cute. I didn't get much from the performance. It was a bit dramatic in places. Yeah. What do you guys think? What do you think, Monty? Same for me, really. Um, there's not much to it, but we had to mention it because this was the winner of the televote mm. in Portugal, and the information we have from our from our sources <laughs> uh, is that it apparently won the televote by some margin as well. We don't know the public um, score, but apparently that's the the rumor that it, it did really well. Um, it's a bit nothing to me. There's, it's quite. There's some quite nice stagecraft on it. There's some laser lights that create a kind of sort of cage around him. He's singing at a piano. There's a half burned candle stump on the piano, and there's a bit of drama in the middle. Um, the the middle eight gets a little bit more dramatic. Um, but it's another song in English, and I think. That says something. If the, the winner of the Televote and the overall winner of the Festival de Consal were both sung in English, maybe the Portuguese public, because this was the Televote winner, maybe they are clamouring for something which breaks the mould a little bit. Yeah, maybe they are. Maybe it's the introduction of um, Idols, The Voice, and they do a lot of covers on those type of shows, the younger the, the younger audience maybe wanted something more more English, but yeah, I love Neve. Um, I actually it was my favourite song um, in the Festival de Cancel, and it did win the Televote. And um, I think it was fragile. His vocal wasn't perfect. I I grant you, but when he looks in the camera and he's singing a song about heartache, 
it, it just got me. And um, I like the theatrical break, as you said. It's like he's got Sam and Nielsen's lights from um, Undo, but they've run out of battery because they're not quite <laughs> as strong. And when they come down, they're a little bit limp. But I just I just love this. I mean, I don't know anything about Neve, if anyone out there does know. All I know is his name. He's called Bernardo Tavares Vasil de Bejo Neves, and he's from Kashkais, which is just outside of Lisboa. And he's 26. And um, yeah, he's obviously an upcoming star. I... I wish the televote in Portugal was like they do in Sweden in some ways where it was a percentage base because if he did win the televote by some margin then that may have made a difference to the overall result because he he won the televote as we know and he came sixth with the juries. He got only one point from the Alentejo juror or jury and on the jury for Alentejo was quite a well-known singer from a rock band in Portugal called Chutos e Pontapeche which means kicks and kicks, which is quite um, topical given the football at the moment. And he, well, he gave a very, very low mark compared to the rest of the juries for that song, which leads you to think that maybe he's too upcoming, he's too unknown, and he sung in English. So, um, I mean, there's a bit of a friction going on there with the, the language in Portugal. But I loved it. So you liked this, and Matt and I didn't. Brace yourself, Mo. This could be another Axelrod moment coming up. <laughs> God, I hope not. Um, so, so the next song we're going to discuss is Portum Tris, which loosely translates to uh, Buy a Whisker. Uh, and that's by Carolina Deslandes. <laughs> I'm going to kick off here because I like this song a lot, so much so that I'm prepared here and now to say that it was my favourite song of the national final season this year. I have to say that. Yep. I, I understand why that might be surprising because it's a very simple song. Um, and I think I've gone on many times on this podcast about nuance. And when you have a very simple song, you need to be able to bring more than just a simple performance. People get bored. And maybe people get bored of this, but I didn't. Carolina is something about her. She's not quite... For this song, she's not quite fit in the mould. She's She's got tattoos all over her arms. She wears trainers with with dresses and ball gowns. It's like she, she's just got this flavour to her, this, this personality that I love. The, the song is just kind of heartbreaking. It's kind of that heartbreak you get from a relationship that went, you know, went a bit south, didn't work out, and now you're scarred from that. And it's just like this reflection on it. And I just, you know... I've been there. We've all been there. Um, it really resonated with me. And I just think this is a beautiful, beautiful song. What do you think, Jodie? Yeah, I, I agree. This was in my top three in Festival de Cansar, for sure. Um, the melody is just so gentle, so delicate. I loved it. Um, it's It's got a real kind of storytelling melody. It's, it reminded me of Salvador. It was, it was so gentle. 
And oh, God bless her. I mean, she did literally lose Festival Cancel, Born Trish, by a whisker, Absolutely. by a narrow margin. I mean, that's quite ironic, really, yeah. because she was neck and neck with um, the Black Mamba. And it was only on the count back of, um, well, it was the televote outweighed, took preference over the, the jury vote. And she came third in the televote to Black Mamba's second. So poor Carolina Deslanders, Born Trish, for a whisker, by yeah. a whisker. I mean, I think this is a beautiful song. I think it's sung with a real fragility. And there are those echoes in the lyrics of, you know, so I, I'm, this is this was the one true love and it's, it's not something you're going to find twice in your lifetime and, you know, it's gone now. Um, and so there's, there's that real emotion that she's really tugging at you. Um, so I think song-wise, it's great. I think, though, that I'm not sure that the performance and what she was wearing enhanced it. I think some people would have been turned off by that. Yeah, I did like, I, I love all the interesting tattoos. I think she looks like a really interesting artist. But she was there on stage, shot in black and white, mm. wearing an oversized hoodie <laughs> and a long flowing skirt that she looked like she'd run up from a, from a nan's neck curtains. Mm, yeah. It was like she was Fräulein Maria, but without as much experience in the haberdashery department. I think there's a mixed concept going on because she said that she wanted to make it like, you know, classic movie Oscars awards night. And I got, I, you get that, but then you've got the sort of trainers and the, you know, yeah, the hoodie on the, I think it was a bit, just a bit jolting. Yeah, you're right for some yeah. people. Yeah. But she's had such an interesting life because she studied She studied in London, you know, music. And I don't know her personal circumstance, but I know that she was for a while a uh, single parent with two, three kids. Like she, you know, she's she, really interested in life, real mm-hmm. sort of, mm-hmm. um, all, all that emotion and stuff goes into her songs and lyrics. She's, she's really incredible. Mm. Definitely something to look out for in the future for her as an artist, but uh, word of advice, don't model yourself on Barbara Dex. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Next song up is called Volt Fast by Euclides. Jody, kick us off. What do you think? Um, this I didn't rate so much, but in just preparing to come um, today to speak about Portugal, I did have a little watch again of it, and I thought actually that's quite nice. That that washes over you. The the look is is different. The sound is different. There's a bit of bossa nova sound I think going on there, isn't there? A little bit. A little, kind of bit. A little bit of like a slow modern contemporary yeah. bossa nova. Yeah, I mean, it's probably a little bit sleepy. If I'm if I'm honest, I mean, after two minutes, you're sort of like, okay, this is nice, but is it going to go anywhere? But maybe that's the point. He's sat on a stool; it's not going anywhere. But he's just washing over you. It could be nice background music, yeah, yeah. And he's obviously um, quite easy on some people's eyes, isn't he? <laughs> some some people being me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, absolutely. 600 bonus points for him. He's gorgeous. Um, oh, yeah. I, I really like this, but you're right. It's a very languid number. It's very laid back. I do like the kind of contemporary flourishes um, in there, but it's so slow and there's a lot of largesse about it, which suits the song, but I'm not sure if it suits a competition. 
I'm so glad he was there, though, because, you know, getting to see three minutes of that beauty was just, yeah, cool. And in duplicate on the screen at some point. Two of him. It's like all my birthdays are coming once. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I really like this. I really like this. It's quite an insular performance. He kind of... I think at times he had his eyes closed or at least sort of his, his dark lighting. So you kind of don't see his face a lot of the time mm-hmm. as well. Um, some dark shadows. But I think that kind of plays into the whole vibe of the song. I think that that performance was really well thought out. It kind of reminded me in some ways of the Portuguese entry from 2019, Telemovish, which had that sort of a throwback feeling, but then modernised because um, that was like, very modern fado basically but it, it kind of had that sort of beat behind it i think oh there's there's something you know electronic here. there's something very modern but he just yeah very cool vibe i'm i yeah, yeah. i know what you mean though you can get lost in that but i think that's very much modern day music if you look at someone like Billie eilish some of her music is very sleepy but just sort of packed with content mm. um yeah. i could get lost with him <laughs> don't send a search party <laughs> <laughs> yeah i get what you're saying actually it was like if conan or zirish had done better and maybe won eurovision you can imagine next year they're coming back with an acoustic strip back version of his song which would be very similar to euclidus there yeah I, I get that totally different style but same feel so our sixth and final song in this podcast is by Caretus and Rome Bairros. Saudade. Vire volta saudade. Vire volta saudade. Vire volta saudade. Saudade is a very Portuguese word. It's kind of nostalgia or longing. Well, it, it is. Yes. It, it is. And actually, yeah, I mean, I, again, I do have a Brazilian accent, so I say saudade. Um, but it, yeah, it's a word used in Portugal and Brazil, equal measure. It does mean longing. Um, and I just love the word. I mean, it, it fits in with Fado. They always have a, a saudade rhyme with a cidade in Fado music. <laughs> but Brazil, they use it as well. It's just such a lovely word. One of my favorite words is um, when I'm trying to meet up with friends, they say, vamos encontrar, we're going to meet. Para matar saudade. We're going to kill the saudade. We're going to kill the longing, which means we're just going to catch up, basically. But of course, the Brazilians and maybe Portuguese as well have to make it dramatic with saudade. And I love the word. I absolutely adore it. And this song was a surprise to me, um, watching it back for the research for this um, episode. Very Portuguese, unashamedly Portuguese, with some traditional costumes, uh, masks, and yeah, lots of saudade and drama. There's a really interesting mise-en-scene going on here with the look of this performance. So the costumes are, there's some traditional dancers' costumes, and they're, they're a tradition called caretos, which we've looked into. We have seen it on Eurovision before. Mm. We saw it in the postcard from Mikolas Josef from Czech Republic in Lisbon when they gave all of the performers a little 
hint of something Portuguese. And this was the Carreto's performance in a village. And this dates back to like a pagan ritual where the, the men of the village would dress up in these sort of green and yellow and red costumes. Um, and um, this is what's going on on stage here. And I think it just makes it really, really interesting. Um, there's a man in a dock suit singing the lead vocals. Mm. There's a, a, a lute player and a, a drummer in the background. And then the dancers come off. And it just really held my interest. Again, you know, the theme of the song is kind of, you know, looking back with, you know, sort of um, looking back at emotions of, you know, it happened during the cold night in which my soul suffered, where nostalgia lived and nostalgia left and then returned and nostalgia left and then returned. So it is quite dramatic and very of that Portuguese canon of songs, um, which is just absolutely gorgeous. Yeah, this this has been on my playlist since the start, and I've listened to it probably just as much as Carolina Deslandes actually, because it's just it's a good vibe to it. You've got that tradition coming through, but it's kind of it's quite good on the modern ears. If you're you know you can get into it. Yeah, I just think that um, more of this. I want more of this at Festival de Canção. I I I don't want English language. I want this Portuguese longing. Thank yeah, you, thank you, please. I, I hear you. I hear you. When it started, I thought, oh, "Here we go. It's another. It's another artistic Portuguese number. I'm not going to be held by it." But once it started, I was. There was. A, there's a melody in the in the verse and the chorus, and it, it yeah, it captures you for three minutes. It's 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 really strong. There's a really interesting bit at the close of the song because he turns to face the back of the stage and he takes his jacket off and on his back, on the clothing underneath, is written a slogan in Portuguese, Naveras Costas a Cultura, which means... That means don't turn your back on culture. So yeah. this was a, a statement about Portuguese culture, Portuguese music, and um, this um, festival, this um, tradition is from the north of Portugal, I believe, from Bragança and around there in the, in the very north of Portugal. So obviously it's quite important to the band and... This obviously struck a chord with the Portuguese public as well. So there you have it. They are our six Portuguese songs that we chose to discuss. Which one of those will get chosen as the second cherry from Portugal? Find out in a moment. Matt and Monty's good thing of the week. That is good. It's good. Oh, that's good, that is. Yes, if you don't know by now, this is our segment where we talk about, well... Good thing of the week, that is good. Something positive, something that makes us feel good about the world in which we live in. Now, this week, we want to bring you Christa Siegfrieds, who we know from the Finnish entry in 2013, and very well known as you to Eurovision fans. She, um, I just, her social media, I want, I want to sort of bring this up because she's recently had a baby, and just the content that she's putting out there is just really gorgeous. She's like, lots of sort of, not like, not like, crappy baby content that's boring it's just like it's her sort of like singing to the baby and like spending time at home with the baby it's just really lovely and it's just just made me sort of feel quite warm and fuzzy um and yeah you should really if you don't follow her you should really follow on social she's she's really good value for money actually um but just to talk about christopher a little bit because we you know that I love her guys. We talk about her a lot. Mm -hmm. But she also was like the presenter of backstage presenter with the Moroccan oil sort of sponsorship tie-in this year at Eurovision in Rotterdam. So 
did you guys catch any of that? And what what did you think about that? What did you? I did. I thought she was great. I really love Krista's energy. Um, you know, I it took me a while to get over her incessant ding dong in Malmo when we first encountered her. But actually, I just think she's become such a, a lovely, lovely addition to the fandom. She's just great. Lovely positivity. I saw one of those Instagram stories just the other day where she bought a um, she bought a noisy toy for a baby, <laughs> and then she was like, "I don't know why I did that." <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's kind of like plays up to this. Oh, I'm a mum, but I'm a bit crap. But I'm actually quite good. But you know, you know, she, she totally she knows the content she's putting out. There. She's mm. really quite switched on. Yeah, oh, it's really great. Yeah, yeah, I wish I'd seen more of it this year. I was concentrating so much on Nikki tutorials. I forgot to look at. Um, uh, Krista's bit but she's so lovely to the fans she's she's a real fan of the contest and in fact my friend moved to Helsinki a couple of years ago and got to know a friend of hers and she recorded a little piece to camera for me saying hey Jody ding dong sorry Monty <laughs> <laughs> um, just to say I'm you know with your friend and it's so nice that you're a fan and you know keep watching Eurovision and you know she didn't have to do that you know it was a friend of a friend of a friend and yeah, she did it and so yeah she's good value so that's our good thing of the week that is good this week Matt and Monty's good thing of the week. That is good. It's good. Oh, that's good, that is. One thing left to do. Well, two, because we have to give you the socials and how to contact us. But the main thing left to do is to let you know which of these songs has been chosen as the Portuguese Jerry for 2021. I don't know about you, Jody, but my saudade is rising. <laughs> My saudade is um, in infinite at the moment for my beloved Portugal. I want to be on those cobbled streets of the Barro Alto. Oh. I want to be tottering down those hills, the seven hills of Lisbon. And, down rather than up. <laughs> well, yes. And I want to find myself in, a, in a, a lovely bar, sipping a nice glass of Portuguese wine and just just gossiping. Fofacando. That's your word of the week in Portuguese. <laughs> Fofacando. Anyway, not Fofacando. <laughs> What is our Portuguese cherry? Well, this came very close, didn't it, Matt and Monty? This came very, very close. We had to have a, a little scoring system with our um, team of selectors. And we've got a winner. The second cherry for Portugal is Saudade. Saudade <laughs> 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 by Carreto San Rome Bairros is the Portuguese cherry for 2021. <laughs> Yes, it was very close. Valeria with her namais profundo saudade. So much saudade. She came a very close second, but Saudade, not the profunda one, just the just the Saudade one, is our Portuguese Jerry. Jerry, thank you for being with us. It's been an absolute pleasure for you to be here. <laughs> it really has. De nada, as they say in Portugal. Muito obrigado. Thank you very much for having me. Yeah, well, you're most welcome. How can people get in contact with us? Jody. 
<laughs> Me? There were 30... I, I, I can't even write, never mind work a computer, so I'll have to throw this over to Montino over there. <laughs> you can get in touch with us through all manner of marvellous modern mechanisms. You can tweet us at Second Cherry, you can Instagram us at Second underscore Cherry, or you can find us on Facebook at Second Cherry Podcast. Or just like Mo earlier in the show, you can drop us a line on the old email. The email address is hello at secondcherry.com. No! <laughs> no! That's. Stop oh, commas for losers. Stop oh, commas for hello. losers. Hello. Hello. <laughs> hello. at secondcherry.vision. Vision. Oh. Dot vision. Hello at secondcherry.vision. Every day's a school day. We paid extra for that, so you bloody well better say vision. <laughs> <laughs> so there we go then. That's how you can contact us and you have your Portuguese cherry. Next week, we're back. And we're not going to tell you what country because I'm not sure we've decided. <laughs> as you threw into that, I'm like, I got a minute. But yeah, we, so we'll be surprised as you are. But do join us next week. Uh, usual place that you listen to us now. So I'm just going to say goodbye. 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 Até já.